Hello and welcome to It Starts Here, a podcast brought to you by the MSU Center for Entrepreneurship and Outreach. I'm Richard Lake. I'm Clay Giles. And today we are very excited. We have a very first interview right here with Charles Parker, owner of Rod Sox. Went through the, the center himself 10 years ago on the month of the 10-year anniversary of the E-Center itself. Congratulations, Congratulations on the E-Center. Thanks for making me feel old, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but Charles, thank you so much for coming. We're very excited for this. And we just start off, could you introduce yourself, tell us a little about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, my name is Charles Parker. I'm the owner and president of Rod Socks LLC. And we're a fishing lure or fishing rod accessory company. Um, essentially, we're a, a cover that goes over fishing rods. So for those of you that, that don't fish, maybe you're a little bit more familiar with golf. And most golf clubs have head covers. We're the same thing for fishing rods. We have a cover that goes over fishing rods. It keeps it from being tangled, keeps it from being broken. Um, a lot of times now, fishing rods can cost up to two, $300 or more. You know, thinking it from a businessman, what's another eight, nine bucks to protect it? Yeah, absolutely. Good. Absolutely. And so with that, I mean, did you grow up fishing? Were you grow up avid fishermen? Was there, was, uh, there's obviously an, an interest of it on your end. Yeah, absolutely. My, my dad, my granddad, you know, always took me fishing growing up has always kind of been a, a big part of me and every weekend growing up I've got three older sisters my parents would pack us all up on Friday after school we'd go out to the lake and then they drop us back off Monday morning back at school um, absolutely weekends out at the lake and it's always been just a, a really big part of it um, and kind of how I got into the fishing industry itself uh, my dad semi-retired in the, in the you know late 2000s and started a fishing lure company and that's kind of where you know it got serious that, oh, there's a business around this. You can make right, money right. talking about fishing. Yeah. Um, so I guess kind of how I got into it, fast forward, uh, back in uh, 2012 or so, um, you know, I had just finished. I was a walk-on for the basketball team here at State. Um, really? So oh, I, yeah, really? What position do you play? Uh, not center. Not center. Not center. <laughs> Being 5'11", is not conducive to blocking right. shots. Um, so 2012 was my last year. Um, just broke up with my girlfriend. Nice. So I've got a lot of time on my hands, I guess, is the takeaway. <laughs> right. There, right? No basketball. No basketball, no girlfriend. No girlfriend. Um, so the that, world is your oyster, basically. Literally, I, everything, <laughs> what do I want to go do? So I spent that whole summer, I went home um, and fished every day. Okay. Um, and then you know, when I wasn't fishing, I was working in my dad's store, you know, doing the registers, checking people out, talking about fishing. Um, and as part of that, you know, one of the guys that my dad worked with had this company called Rod Socks that he was making a space, essentially out of his basement. Like he was, you know, finishing them out, packaging them out of his basement, a basement job. Um, and it got to the point where it was just, you know, wasn't really something that he wanted to do long term. And the opportunity came up, uh, you know, for him to sell it. Yeah. So, of course, we didn't buy it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> somebody else bought it. Uh, another another group in Dallas that, that does um, fishing electronics, that another partner in the fishing company that, that my family has done work with, with a long time. Um, and about six, eight months into that, they realized that their margins on a piece of polyethylene, you know, material is not as much as a, you know, three hundred four hundred dollar piece of electronic equipment that goes on a boat right yeah. so you know they're not going to go chasing all their time on a smaller margin item so like all right we they're got to dump again this time we we smartened up we, you know I, I did step up and, and buy it and i think that's kind of the the cool thing about entrepreneurship is you know if you go through you know the east center here most of these people are brilliant and they're they're starting up their own ideas yeah absolutely i'm not you know <laughs> i was i was basically you know a lot of part of entrepreneurship is just stepping up and just saying hey i'm, I'm gonna do it um, and when opportunity presented itself, that's kind of how I fell into entrepreneurship. Um, so we kind of took it over there uh, in early 2013. Uh, and there were some product modifications that we wanted, you know, that we wanted to uh, include. So it took a probably about a six to eight month process of improving the product from what it was. Just you know, I, I say improving a product; it's an eight dollar product. <laughs> it's not like it's a, a rocket; you can't do a whole lot to it. Right. But there were some some key pieces 
um, that I think makes us uh, a very successful product now, you know, seven, eight years later. Absolutely. For sure. So now when, you, when it went up for sale the second time, is that when you went to the prep board and you kind of pitched everything as, look, I'm taking over this, and you kind of told the same stories of, I mean, you yeah. know, in, yeah. my, like, in my dad's shop, like, I, I can do this. Exactly. That was the exact same story. So it was the same spring that, that, that I purchased it was the same spring I went to uh, the ECAT board. Okay. Um, so they heard the whole sad story minus the miss the ex-girlfriend part. I, <laughs> I left that part out. Um, you guys are special for that one. And it was, yeah, they, this is, this is where I'm at. And you know, I've got a lot of time. I'm going to dedicate this self. I'd, I'd switched majors from, uh, animal science over to wildlife and fisheries with emphasis in business. So I'm like, Hey, I'm putting my whole life toward this being my future mm-hmm. at one point or the other. Uh, and it was all part of my pitch yeah. and, and having a good pitch is obviously a, a key part of being successful as anything, but especially in a business center, especially going through an entrepreneurship center yeah. where, you know, at every turn you got to make that pitch. Uh, and I think that's where, you know, being on the other side of it now is so interesting. Um, it's one of the most rewarding things is, is seeing the pitch and how, you know, we get to work with teams now that come back a second or third time and you see how their pitch, you know, has changed over time. And Absolutely. It was, that's the fun part of being on, you know, the prep board side of it now. Well, I know even like when, when Clan and I went through for our pitch, it was like, you know, the first time I went through, we got th- the information that we received was somewhere that I don't think we could have gotten anywhere else just, no. just because like of the, the minds that were here. Mm-hmm. And I mean, also g- looking at our first pitch down to our second pitch, I mean, that there is a difference. Ours obviously was was an exception given the fact that it's not really a business, but yeah. it, you know, <laughs> it, 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 the business model was the was the big question mark around right. it. But it, it like it was the the information that we got from the youth center from the first time of pitching was exponential. Right. Sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It, it's incredible the resources that are here. And the funny thing is, there's so much more here now than when there was when I went through it. You know, basically it was three guys. You know, it was uh, Eric, Jeff, and Parker Stewart, who, who's now, I think, doing his business down in Florida. But I remember walking in like a week before the ECAP because there was no progression progress. There was no gateways. It was, all right, to the big leagues you go. Here are 12 professors and business leaders yeah. in the area. Buckle up. That, yeah. that want to hear, and they're either going to decide or not decide. You give me money in, in today, an hour later, you'll hear. Wow. So, yeah, n- yeah, no sleep, right? <laughs> but I remember walking into – we had just finished the the collab upstairs with the, with the white walls, the mm-hmm. modern stuff, which was awesome. You know that that was new before what we're sitting down here. And I flipped through my my presentation to Parker. You know, the same basically the same type of template that we that we help students with now. And I go, hey, honest feedback. He looks at me and goes, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, so you're straight. He's like, he's like, that's awful. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, those, of the things I do well. Design and PowerPoints are not one of them. I can present one pretty well, but put one together, it was bad. I mean, it was black backdrop, red wording, like looked like a bad like Miami nightclub. Right. It was terrible. <laughs> and you know, that was the first real true advice I have was, hey, let's let's clean this presentation, the look of it up a little bit. So even small things like that can go a long way to, hey, make sure you're hitting the key points and you're st- describing your business the right way. How do you get everything you want to talk about in your business to in an investor sense? Because that's essentially what. You know, either whether it be the prep board or the ECAB or whatever along the way, they're investors, and that's how they're approaching it. And you have to approach pitch the same way as these are investors, and that's the mindset that the companies or the groups that have come through, the ones that have used that as, hey, this is how I'm going to make money. It's about making money and solving problems. They're the ones that we have seen be most successful. Interesting, interesting. So, have you seen obviously getting money the first time when you first went through? But how do you see as now on this other side of it how when you when those people get to the big leagues mm-hmm. and they get that money, 
like how do you see that as well you know how beneficial it was to you when you st- when you're first starting out like do you still see that same benefit is it better now like how has that really changed over the 10 years in the e-center oh I, I think the biggest thing is kind of how it's set up with the progression so you're, you're getting a small piece of the front end you know you're not a stressing about what do i ask for yeah because that was the biggest thing that, that with the e-cab is what you know what how much, how much do can I, I ask for right. and i actually came back a second time and asked for more <laughs> Yeah, balls, ballsy, right? <laughs> right. And I asked, for, I asked even more the second time. Um, <laughs> and then we went. Then I went and did the uh, the E Center, the the B Week Challenge, and won that. So I I, I kind of ran away with some some checks that year. Right. It, was, it was good, and and it's completely changed my company with it too. It got us, it advanced us so much quickly um, than we would have. Um, we actually just recently brought on debt for the first time as a, a means to scale. Um, so we're kind of at that point. Other than that, it's been organically. We've never done a Facebook ad. I've never paid for an Instagram ad. Wow. And sometime we're projected somewhere between July and August to reach the $500,000 in sales for our, for our company history. And that's, that's awesome. without spending a single true advertising dollar. We sponsor some events that do some like that. But that's almost ex- expansively organic. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow. Couldn't even imagine. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Not having to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so there's a lot of cost. I mean, that's revenue. There's a lot of costs involved. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. No, you, yeah, you, you paid your fair share. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming. And the, uh, the RS listening. I don't make that much <laughs> home. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's some serious expenses. Don't get me wrong. Right, definitely. <laughs> but I guess to the product, real quick. I mean, we have some in front of us right here. Can you kind of break down what it's made of and like the actual kind of components of it? Yeah, absolutely. So, and this was a lot was was goes into my pitch when I first happened because you know Rod Sox was not the first rod cover on the market it was like the fourth or the fifth okay um so i knew going into that meeting that i was gonna have to a impress, tell them that yeah right. impress somebody that's a big piece because i know the first question is all right what else is like this is gonna be on the market right and you know i've even seen it on the prep board like oh there's there's nothing on the market like this and then we're all sitting there on computers we're obviously immediately gonna google it we come up with something we're like well what about this right Oh, well, that's, that's similar. I guess I didn't see that one. So that's immediately give away that they didn't do research. Yeah. And if you didn't do research, do you really care? Are you really invested? And that's a big piece that you're being judged on, too, you know, as an investor, because they're trusting you with their money, whether it's, it's Rod Sox or it's a super underground train that's going to solve all of our problems somewhere else. Are you invested? Do you care about it? Is it something you're passionate about going to push forward? So I knew going into it, I was going to have to explain that. Um, and the competition was obviously the, the biggest red flag that anybody would have with my product because it's, it's a – low cost product you know all of the competitors are under ten dollars how do you differentiate yourself wow. a lot you know there's you know rod glove there's rod socks there's stick jacket you know getting on a topic of a, another competitor you know there was called the rod condom <laughs> and this is a little <laughs> little you know story for how to not name your business right but Sounds you, like, like you have to think about a, a name that's going to make sense and if you have a name like that how do you tell your kid to get that for you for father's day yeah, exactly. you can't. Like <laughs> it, it, it's it's from it's a marketing standpoint, from a marketing it standpoint, you just completely <laughs> cut out who your target mar- audience is. They've since you know abbreviated, and they're now TRC rod covers for for obvious reason because it wasn't going to work. So those are the type of things that have to go on in the beginning of a pitch. But I knew for me it was going to be what's your competitive edge. And we had just gone through a couple of product modifications, like I mentioned earlier. We added a, a kind of a hang tag mm-hmm. towards the the top end, so you can actually hang up your your fishing rod on the wall. And it won't fall out because it's this material's a polyethylene mesh similar to what goes around computer wires. You know, okay. the shrink mm. mesh is, is is the main you know use of that material. And then we've got a kind of a plastic gasket on the other end where the rod goes through 
Um, and we made sure that that was plastic so hooks wouldn't get caught in mm-hmm. it because a lot of the other competitors just use mesh and you know people are always going to have their hooks caught up. And if the point of your product is to make fishing easier, cut out the hassle, you know, spend yeah. more time fishing, less time messing with equipment. If you're getting hooks caught in it, you're defeating your own purpose. Absolutely. So we, we highlighted a few of those pieces. And that was a big part of my picture saying, hey, this is why we're different. This is why we're higher quality. Um, and then obviously having a, a good business model. Um, that's a, the main thing I, I learned going through the, the process is these people are here to give, you your mo- give me their money. How am I going to show how I'm going to actually use it? So I had a setup of, hey, this is my cost. These are our margins. These are the industry margins for similar products. I know that if my major model is going through retailers like Bass Pro or Academy or TackleWarehouse.com, they're going to expect to make at least 40% of anything they sell. So I know, all right, they've got to get 40%. I've got to make you know my nut to make sure it all fits out all the way, all the, way to the bottom. So that's the pricing. So I've, I've thought about that pricing structure. They know I'm thinking about the money. Then it's, all right, what's your marketing scheme? How are you going to get it through? Well, with fishing, a lot of the marketing is through through sponsorships of events um, and then kind of what they call pro staff, guys who use, you know, this was essentially influencers before they were influencers. They're essentially the same role. Back before Instagram and Facebook, you still had guys that were using products, but they were basically reps, you know, yeah. celebrities that, that use products. And that's a major source for us that, hey, we've got, you know, little individual reps all over the country using our products, telling people about, hey, this is the brand you need to buy. Right. So when our pitch, going my pitch, going through that with, you know, what was my competition? What sets us apart? You know, what's my business model? You know, I was told it was an easy decision to fund me because I, I, I checked all the answers. And did I done, did and all I, the work for Yeah, him. and yeah. I'd done the work, <laughs> and, and I put a lot of, a lot of uh, effort and a lot of time into that presentation to make sure I checked off those boxes. And that's still the same template that I know we, we give out to a lot of the, the groups coming through today, but the more you put into that, the more you research, and you have to be the expert on your product or your idea going into the room. Because right. if you walk in and you say something and someone else is an expert above you, you've already lost them and they don't want to fund you because they're, all right, I've spent 30 seconds on this and I just found something you didn't know. That's it's a dead giveaway for someone not to want to give you their money. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, and it's, with all the preparation you to us at least you're an expert on this <laughs> and so like yeah, I, if I, even w- with that with all the preparation and everything i'm guessing there were still some setbacks i guess like was, was there one just huge unforeseen setback that you experienced throughout wh- whether it be like you know trying to figure out your how to set up your pitch or even uh, the distribution or just the actual manufacturing of, of, the, of the actual product that you did not expect whatsoever because i do feel like at least for me you know you're confident in the fact that you've done this research you know, everything's prepared, everything's going great, and then just something happens. Oh, something always happens. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, w- we've had we've had big orders get caught up in customs, you know, slapped with things that weren't expected to come up with right. an extra four, five, six, seven thousand dollars. That where's that money going to come from to get them yeah. out of a container and you know a port somewhere? Um, you know, I've learned a lot about customs and, and those types of laws that I never thought I would need to know. Um, just the type of stuff that you don't think about in a business. I, I'm not an accounting guy. I hate accounting. But I, I do a PL every year. Uh, you know, you gotta teach yourself how to do the stuff you don't like to do. You know, obviously I can't do design, you <laughs> know, so I find somebody who I can tolerate to do design who can understand my language because I don't even think that way. I can't <laughs> even tell you what I want on a piece of paper. I can like use my hands and gesticulate. Well, they have templates now in like Microsoft Word. You can use those now. I can try, but I'd still make <laughs> this look terrible. I would still make those look. It's awful. all but very comfortable. Yeah. So like, it's just find the right people to to work with. Um, in my case for better or for worse, it's been my family a lot, you know, and that's probably been the, the biggest hurdle um, is kind of those new roles in the family. You know, my, I work closely with my mom. She does a lot of the fulfillment. Um, we're still technically a basement company. Um, and my phone rings. I don't know if this is 
mom, my mother, or mom, my business partner. And sometimes I gotta check my tone when I'm talking <laughs> to my mother or the other way around. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's been a very interesting kind of family dyma- dynamic on that aspect. And I've got a sister who does a lot of design for me. Um, same thing, like, how do I talk to her as, as a brother, her little brother who, you know, she can still feel like she can whoop, yeah. but also, hey, I'm paying you to do this. Absolutely. Like, you're working for me in, in a sense. So it's that's probably been the, the biggest wake up for me. And I think that's a lot of people who are startups. We had one come through today who's working with her mother. Um, and at startups, it's a family business at some point, um, you know, just about for everyone. You've got to deal with friends and family, whether it be a fundraising or, or part of the actual operations. And I think that's just something that you have to just stay really focused and determined to say, hey, we have to draw these boundaries and know when, you know, right. I'm your son or I'm your partner or I'm your mom or, you know, that's just a, a big thing that I've, you know, it's, been right. a, it's, it's still an adjustment, you know, seven, eight years later. Yeah, I, I think it's something definitely we understand because like starting off, you know, we met as friends and became this idea and then became now you are more kind than of part- friends. Yeah, became became partners in, you know, what is a growing brand that we're working on. Sure. And so we definitely understand of that time like we're also fraternity brothers, like so it's it's definitely a different dynamic of see each other all the time, but all the time is not yeah, like it's serious not a like, good thing. like what what are we doing this week? Like and, and, and because similar to your company everyone here like wants the success of the brand and of the growth to grow but certain things certain lines and boundaries have to be drawn in order to make that happen that's what it seems with clay and i I mean there's times when we're talking about this for days on end and then we don't for a little bit and then it's 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 that happy medium (laughs) like Like there's there's frustration we talk about right and it's like like to have your mental health you know stable to a point where you can actually have those conversations for those days in order to yeah. get things done. But I mean, can't imagine with, with y- your older sister and your mother. I mean, that seems like just it's interesting, just a reality <laughs> show. <laughs> so yeah. It could be interesting at times, um, but it's good. I mean, th- those are people, you know, you can least trust. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so there's, there's also the, the, the pros of the whole deal as well. So it, it's, it's an interesting concept. But that's probably been a big hurdle that, you know, I know it's probably pretty consistent among other com- startup companies. Absolutely. And so, I know you've, you've talked a lot about your pitch and, and the preparation of that pitch. So going through your pitch, you're go- listening to other people's pitch. Is, is there one thing that you've noticed of, of, of the successful ones that the center has funded that they all have? Is it, is it purely preparation? Is it the passion you can tell coming from them? What is the one thing do you well, think pa- that really? Yeah, pa- passion you can tell right away. Um, and that was, you know, talking about you guys, that was one thing that we knew you guys had. And I know you guys didn't get funded, but that was something that it was – probably more on our end, that we didn't have the right system for you, and the system failed you guys. Um, but you can tell passion-wise right away. That, that's the super easy part. But for me, what I look for in standing out is, do you have an actual business model? Whether it's you know some kind of new technology or it's a, you know, a trinket like I have, do you have a business model? How are you going to actually make money, make this into something that can support you, support a business? Um, and I think you mirror that up with, you know, someone going through and, and highlighting it, the passion shine, shines through automatically. Y- you can have the worst pitch. You can stutter like I do. Um, you can do all that kind of stuff and not have a great presentation that's not polished. But if you care about it, that stuff's still going to shine through. The genuine nuts, genuine nuts, there's me stuttering. <laughs> the genuineness <laughs> of it yourself. comes through um, when you put the work in. So it's not about, you know, not blushing or, or stumbling through it because that happens all the time. That's never phased me once if someone has a fear of public speaking. There are a ton of people who are very successful, who have sold a lot of things, 
who have a, that can't talk to people that can't do in that aspect. Yeah. You gotta have a find a someone on your team who can. It's an important <laughs> part. You gotta right. you, eventually you gotta, you gotta find a team member who can. <laughs> it's PR. gotta be a part of it. But that's not critical to where we're at in the seed phase of going through. And it's not about just the the cleanness of the pitch. It's do you have a passion? Do you have an idea? And have you thought about it enough and put enough work in and say, hey, this is my pathway. This is how I'm gonna get there. Absolutely, absolutely. Definitely like that. So. Another question I have about Rod Sox is, like you compared it to golf clubs and how you know you have a cover on your golf club, and that's a, that's a pretty normal thing. If you buy golf clubs, like you, most people have a cover on them. Have you seen like, obviously we're not avid fishers here, but like is having a fishing like fishing pole is having one of these just like a necessity for most people, for most consumers, or is it something kind of is just like an extra thing that they spend you know extra eight nine bucks on? It just use an extra thing, but once they see it, it's one of those, oh gosh, I've got to have it. Might as well buy that, yeah. Because, I mean, everyone that has gone fishing with more than one fishing rod has, you know, picked them up in their hand and walked down to the boat, got to the boat, and it's just a jungled mess of, all right, how do, there, where's, where's this one come to? Where's this line connected to? And it's, you know, the reverse pickup stick, you can't get them apart. You know, and I talked, and one of my, my jokes in my pitch was, you know, you throw it in there, you throw a baby in the mix, you throw a dog in the mix, and you got a real cluster cuss <laughs> in your boat. <laughs> and this is what rod socks do. Um yeah, I said cluster cuss That's in good. my That's pitch perfect. multiple times. <laughs> it worked out for me. Passion. But, um, yeah, passion. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> get it. But, yeah, I mean, it is a necessity, but it's one of those things that it solves a simple problem. And I think that's a, a really cool piece of entrepreneurship, too. I know they posted out something this week. It was a picture about, you know, if I was just sitting around thinking for good ideas, I'd never think of one. you got to mm-hmm. solve problems. Um, you know, in my case, this product solved problems. I didn't come up with the idea, but I solved the problem that no one was there to run with it. That yeah. was the problem I solved. I ran with it. But that's where most of the folks come through is what can I do to solve a problem? Yeah. That's where the ideas come from. You know, whether it's, you know, if, if you just go out throughout the whole length of a day and say, oh, I hate it when that happens. Yeah. If you'll sit there and stop and think like, all right, there's a solution to this. That's probably where most good most ideas, ideas come, come from. from. Well, now it's like it'd be like that. Isn't that the new thing? <laughs> that so, so, so I challenge you next time you see, oh, it'd be like that sometimes. Think about it. All right, what would it be like sometimes? And like, what's the problem there? And you realize there's a probably a solution for and this. And it doesn't I can pro- have I can to probably be like make that. money. It doesn't right, have, it to, be to, be like that it doesn't have to be like that sometimes. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be because there's a solution there. But um, yeah, that's that's where those ideas come from. So in terms of in terms of business, do you have a essential just I- idol in terms of someone whose drive and motivation and sense of working to find that solution that you look up to or that was kind of in your mind during the process of this? Doesn't have to be business, it could be family. No, but uh, one book that I always talk about, um, or one person, one book, uh, is Built to Win by John Sherholtz, who's the GM for the Braves. Um, whether you're a Braves fan or not, I'm not a Braves fan, but that book is just really interesting how he changed the culture of the Braves and went on to win like 14 straight division championships. And it, was, it touches on everything, but how do you dress to change a culture. Like if you show up at a professional area, dress professionally, you know, you hold yourself higher. I just set up when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you put your chest out more when you're dressed in a, in a nice shirt. Um, just simple culture things and business ideas or, or what, how deals come together. Um, Cause there's been potential deals that we work with now. So a big part of what kind of our expansion is working with custom rod socks where we do co-branding opportunities. Toyota fishing buys, you know, thousands uh, of our products every year that has Toyota fishing on their brand. We work with, several several rod companies that do the same thing that every rod they send out of their manufacturing has a has a rod sock on it so how do you work with with how deals fall through 
and how do you you know walk away with that without burning a bridge and say that all right this deal didn't work out now I can either throw a fit about it and burn this bridge or I can be like all right let's circle back in a year maybe solve right. the maybe problem the time and solve a problem and right. I think the the temperament aspect and how you approach problems and things like that so uh, I wouldn't say it's an idol but it's a it's a book that I've always turned to and I've reread it multiple times is that built to win also, it's a sports thing. It's kind of in my DNA, too. Right, yeah. It that's helps. It helps. S- <laughs> <laughs> we Similar to us. Are you a big sports fan? Yeah, I am a big sports fan. Who's your favorite team? All Dallas. I'm from just outside Dallas. That's I got where you. I grew up. So Rangers, Cowboys. Rangers, Cowboys, mm-hmm. Mavericks. I, I can say we don't agree on that one, neither of us. But <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. What are y'all? I am a Jaguars fan. And then grew up a Florida right, fan. Duval. 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 I got yeah. a sister in Jacksonville, so I've been to a I've been to a Jags game. Well, I have plenty. I have plenty of family in Jacksonville, so I, I'm usually there every summer. Right on. So, Jacksonville fan. I would say state fan. Grew up a Florida fan, so it's like it's it's still hard to go to the games and root for somebody else. Right. But like I have to commit while I'm here at least, and we'll see where I'm at after four years. But, and then, I'm not a big baseball fan, so. Yeah. See, like, it kind of evens out because I'm, I'm a big baseball fan. I'm a Nationals fan. Okay. And then, uh, so I, similar to that, I was born in San Antonio. A lot of my family's from Texas, so I'm a big Texas Longhorns fan. Okay. Okay. Through yeah, and we through. all have our problems. <laughs> <laughs> through and through. Um, and uh, I don't really follow the NFL that much. NFL's fine. But I mean, yeah, we're the Cowboys. Yeah, it's a weird dynamic. Yeah, it's a weird dynamic. I grew up in Texas, um, but I, my dad, I'm third generation state bulldog. Uh, my grandfather and my dad both went here, so I grew up coming to games, going to state. You know, I was always in Texas, and they're like, "Why are you going out in Mississippi?" And I was always here, and like, "Why are you like Dallas Cowboys?" And then Dak got drafted, right, and like my worlds collided and <laughs> makes just sense. Away. I'm like, no, you can't like no. Y'all hated each other for the last fifteen years. There's they everything I know. You can't all of a sudden be friends. No, this right, is, these right. are my worlds. <laughs> can't bandwagon now. Yeah, I, I I was there before it was cool. Absolutely, the, I was the original Cowboys Mississippi hipster. That's a hip, thing. Hip, One of a hipster kind. on there? Yeah, that's the only word I know. I'm so how old I am. Is, <laughs> is that still a word to describe people? It is. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. But I know one thing that we like to do during our personal podcast is we throw in a random question generator. Throws a, throw, throw, I can be random. Throws a wrench in the mix. So we want to ask you if you're okay with that, a few random questions. Let's let's do it. Is this do like it? rapid fire first thing? Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll find some good ones. Okay. We'll, we'll find see, some, we'll we'll find some we good ones and see what we got. Ask you to speak for you. I'm going to give you the reins on this since you give me the reins on this one. Okay, let's do this. I don't like that one. Skip. Uh, Some of them are too serious. Is this one of those things on Spotify you can like so many skips? No, you you can skip as much as you want. Oh, you got the premium. Yeah, premium. Premium. Got that the student discount. What are you a natural at? What do you have natural, just God-given talent at? Don't say Rod Sox. <laughs> <laughs> totally devoid of talent, I guess. Um, I'm really good at juggling. Juggling? No way. I can juggle. I've always been able to. My uncle was uh, had these. He could juggle. I can't juggle rings, but he could he used to juggle rings. And I'd go over there and visit him, and he'd be juggling after dinner. I just picked it up and like started juggling. I've been juggling ever since. Jugg- I'm not like a circus clown <laughs> that like goes through can walking across the campus when I was in college juggling. But like I pick up a couple of things. I can juggle them right now. Do you want to juggle oh first right I d- now? That was that was a setup, wasn't it? No, I don't. You don't have anything to juggle in here. Sorry, There's guys. We have markers. There's markers. Can you can juggle you, markers? Can you juggle, I can markers? Try to juggle markers? Oh my god! You're gonna try to juggle markers. Okay, here we go. I'm so excited. I'm very excited. I've never seen someone. Oh oh oh! oh. Okay, no, that that was that was a good two. Hey, no, that, like, that was perfect. That was much better than that was any perfect. Of them. All right. 
how? How do you do that? You have no idea. Markers are hard. But again, no, that's that's not a that's not a normal. That was, on, that was an on the spot juggle, but that was perfect. Thank oh you. my god, thank you. Really good. I think we were, were real quick. Is that a god given talent? Yes, absolutely. God given talent. I know because I remember like in middle school, there was this kid that sat across from me in my English class, and he would always show and come to class with like the juggling balls, the mm-hmm. multicolored juggling balls. He would walk in and he would start juggling, and I was always so jealous. And I remember I would go home and try it, and I years years <laughs> i tried this and i could never do we're it we're an elite elite breed of athletes you are <laughs> athletes god and so let's get let's get one more random question in here okay see there's just so many serious ones <laughs> what is an unpopular opinion you have ooh let's get oh, controversial fantastic. let's get let's get controversial, let's get controversial. <laughs> what is an unpopular opinion i have If you don't have one, we can find another question. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Let me come back to that one. Come back to okay, that I've one. Got, back I've to got it. a lot of opinions. I've okay. got to figure which ones are most un- unpopular. See, these are all so serious. If you were a vegetable, what vegetable would you be? No one's kind of... Maybe know. maybe this is the unpopular opinion. Yeah, is that the unpopular <laughs> opinion? Yeah, this would probably be the unpopular opinion. See, ever I hear a vegetable, I think of what's not a vegetable. That's a tomato because a tomato is a fruit. Tomato is a fruit. I don't know where I was going with that. But <laughs> that, was, that was my, <laughs> my unpopular opinion is probably I like banana pudding hot, right out of the oven. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold How on. does that work? <laughs> do, you, do you make the banana pudding <laughs> like because you have you got to bake it? Well, you make the banana. That's part of how you do it. You bake it. Yeah, but you, you so you just eat it like out of the oven. Why wait? Because it's better cold. I don't. It's fantastic. I, I do think it's better cold. I do think it's better cold. It's fantastic cold. But why wait? It's really, really warm <laughs> too. So you're saying we should try this? I'm saying you should try it. It's an unpopular opinion. People hate me for it. This is a good one. It's probably the most. Pol- it's probably the most polarizing thing about well, me. I kind of cringe when I when you said it. I can't. I mean, yeah. I guess when I think pudding. of hot pudding, I think I did, it, it's not I there. And most most grandmothers will beat you if you don't let it cool for 24 hours. I was just quicker than my grandmother's wooden spoon. I just got in there. Right, you just got in there. I was like, Grandma, I'm not wow. Well, mm-hmm. you got to be pretty quick I'm to get it, not get it hot. That is another God-given talent. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> that, the that's speed. how there's the bobbing and weaving <laughs> that comes with the essential tools to juggle. It's also important to ju- do- right. dodging wooden spoons to eat banana pudding. Can you juggle basketballs? I can. Oh my God. What is the biggest thing you can juggle? Like biggest like set of things you can juggle? Probably medium-sized computer boxes. Medium so, like, moving boxes that, like, aren't huge, but you can pick up with one are hand. Are you serious? I could probably do those. I'm completely fascinated by this. I mean, you <laughs> those are easy. You just throw them as high as you can, and by the <laughs> before it comes down, you got to throw another one up. Like, that, it gets... The is that, is gets that the logic of juggling? Just throw it up as high as that's you can? My, that's my approach <laughs> yeah, that's to life, is just <laughs> throw it up and worry about it later. <laughs> okay. like, like as long as you keep those balls in the air like you're set that's that's like my business outlook i like just keep moving survive to the next right. thing and that's hey we all tied it back look at us <laughs> but i mean there's like what's the old saying don't worry about the the mule going blind just load the cart right yeah. it's gonna go blind like something's gonna go wrong but just worry about your job worry about what you can control keep the boxes in the air right, right. juggling I, right i will take that logic yeah. into juggling and hot banana pudding yeah just Actually, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to try the hot banana <laughs> like pudding. I want to say I'm going to try it for your sake, it's, but it's I, polarizing. I don't know. We might. We'll have to see. It's like if you're eating hot cobbler. 
Okay. Don't but, compare but I think don't, but don't, I think don't, don't, <laughs> compare, don't compare cobbler it, it's, to it's, banana it's, pudding. It's, it's, there's a crust, whether it be a crust or wafers, and it's a hot fruit-based filling. Oh, he's got to say. Call me wrong. I don't like when you're explaining it either. <laughs> hey, I can argue some things. <laughs> My other God-given ability. <laughs> Arguing speed at which to get hot pudding and juggling. <laughs> The and Holy Trinity. If that, doesn't the main. if that doesn't make me successful, I don't know what will. I d- and if that doesn't, <laughs> if that does not speak to the talent that the East Center breeds <laughs> and brings in, then I do not know the, well. The East Center can be thankful for all of those. That Absolutely, they taught me all of that. Absolutely. They honed all of those skills. But but exactly, and I love how we tied that in because that's perfect. I mean, really, I mean, entrepreneurship. You know, it, it can be a scary and intimidating thing. But if you have an idea and if you're passionate about it and you do the research, run with it. Yeah, and I think that's something that we have taken to heart so many times about so many things really outside of this podcast too yeah and it's super cheesy but it's true it I mean, absolutely is true just do it just put your head down absolutely. figure out what the first step is and take the first step and that's uh, uh, you know talking about what what we like to hear in the prep and i asked this question of the day is hey okay what's your very next step some people don't say well uh, uh get the money <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> like what's what's your very first step like who's your first phone call what you, what do you do first? And that's the way I think people get lost up. It's like, oh, I've got this big idea to solve this problem, but it's going to take 35,000 steps to get there. What's your very next step? Right. Yeah. And that's another thing I guess me and Richard understand because after that pitch, it, w- it could have been very easy for us to say, like, ah, I guess we're not going to have a podcast. Like, I guess we're not going to do this because we really had no – I mean, you can record a podcast on your phone, your laptop. It's not going to sound good. Sure. But But you can do it. And we did do it, and and it didn't sound good. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't. It didn't sound good. And I remember recording one time in his bathroom because it was the only place that we because we try to we would go to the old main study rooms to yeah. try to record the podcast because it was like the only place that had like a like soundproof. Yeah, like thanks for room. not inviting me to your bathroom to do this. Yeah, today. Yep, no problem. <laughs> You're welcome. We a little, little bit more professionalism. <laughs> no, so like we have just gone we have gone through it trying to do this, and definitely if we didn't have the passion and drive to just just keep doing it, we would have never gotten a phone call back from here. Yeah, and that's awesome. And Jordan sent me the email this week talking about this thing. I was pumped. Um, I think my exact response was, shoot, yeah, when, yeah. Do, when do I come and, and do this? Uh, this is this ex- exciting and stumbling over it still. <laughs> Not the polished speaker over well, here. Well, we're glad you c- Thank you so much for being on. We appreciate it. And Happy anniversary, anniversary to, to the E-Center. E-Center. 10 years. Whole 10 years. That doesn't make you old, by the way. Just experienced. Just experienced. Just experience. Yeah, that's how you... Yeah. How you term it? I like it. It's yeah. all about perspective, He's experience. Absolutely. But yeah, exactly. So Charles Barker, Rod Sox. Again, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Very, very happy to have you. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>